How's everyone doing? I'm good. You all good? Yes, sir. Blessed. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Episode 6, Free Bros Podcast, here, live and direct. Today we've got a little special for you. Uh, a little Black History salute, if you like, it being October. And we've got some guests. It's another another special, the Free Bros and Friends. <laughs> Where are we listening from? Where are we listening from? Where we just, oh yeah, we're listening, apparently we're listening from all over the world now. We reach worldwide. Oh, yeah, wow. is it? Yeah, yeah. big up the, our Indian listeners, our Indian bros. Yeah. Big up Australia. Yeah, big up the Australian bros. Big up Spain. Big up the Spanish bros. Big up the UK. Big up the UK. Big up the US. Big up the American bros. International. International. Yeah. yeah. Mad. You know what I'm saying? We just... <laughs> We just some young boys from Coordinate. Thank you, thank you so far. Um so yeah, we're gonna introduce, introduce Oh wait, guys. before before as well, we need to remember the socials as well. Hit us up on uh, the old gram at Free Bros Podcast. Twitter at Free Bros Pod. Email us. Get in touch. It'll be it'll be good to hear your uh, hear your comments and the content that we got for you today. So we got three little guests, well not three little guests, three guests of varying sizes, but all bringing, <laughs> all bringing a wealth of, of knowledge and experiences um, for us today. We got, first of all, Mr. David Roots TV. Doctor. Do- I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, get it right, get it right. <laughs> Try it again. First of all. <laughs> first of all, we got Mr. Doctor Roots TV. What's going on, Mr. Doctor? Me, I'm good. Yeah, the David Roots here. Give thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We're very grateful that you could very come privileged. on. Privileged. Got some serious guests, and here you can't see us, but you're gonna hear us. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we got uh, Mr. Daniel mm-hmm. back yeah. with us again. I'm back again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say now. The same as David said, man. Thanks for having me again. First one was a good blast, so let's get into it, man. Ready? Lovely. And last but by no means least, we have the lovely Sean over there. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Great to have you here. Um, and then of course, I mustn't forget the man himself, Hank. Hank, Hank here, guys. Hey, hey, hi. Hope everyone's good. Hope everyone's feeling, feeling well this evening, morning, whatever time you're listening to this. Thanks for tuning back in with us, man. Jeez. So what were we saying? Episode six. Episode six. Uh, did you already say uh, black, you say like a Black History salute? Black History salute. But you reminded yeah. me that it's, uh, maybe it's always good to check in on our guests as well. How how are you guys feeling? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good, man. I had a long day at work, but we know that story as early as it is. But great to to be alive during yeah. these times. You know, it's still crazy world out there. Just trying to get back out there, really. Um, working in schools, you know how it is, Rob. So. Yeah, I'm just grateful to, to be alive, man. Excellent, excellent. David? I'm excellent. Um, peaceful. Sure. I was told to be here an hour. Oh, oh, just, <laughs> just kicking <laughs> off. But, yeah. I know how <laughs> these the things go. So, yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a deep meditation because when I, whenever we speak on these sorts of subjects, you know, it's something that's very dear to my heart. So ready to engage with some very um, intellectual, enlightened, informed brothers and sisters. Yes, yeah. Love that. Love that. Siobhan? Yeah, much of the same. You know, it's been quite a long day today, quite intense. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling quite restful and peaceful now and I'm just excited to, to start, really. Excellent. All right. So the first question that we got for you is um, basically, who is you? Who is you? Who is you? Who is you? Who is you, mate? Who are you? Um, and what is your what is your Black history? I don't know if you wants to take that one up first. I'll let Doctor David take this one first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you're talking about us as individuals. Yeah, yeah. How how are you here? What what's brought you here? I guess. It's... Well, um, so my my history. You know, we were talking a bit earlier. I think I was talking to the brother. He was telling me he was from Jamaica. Mm. And oh, I was yeah. asking him about his, his, he should get his, um, his DNA test because we were saying, you were saying that most people think that you're from Ghana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Right, all the time. So I've done the DNA tests. Oh. And for me, as you can see, looking around the room, well, maybe Siobhan might have a, a little bit in her, but I am what 
in Guyana, mm. where Siobhan's from, in Trinidad and in Jamaica, they were called coolie, coolie, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I would then correct mm. them and explain to them oh, the sure. racist, derogatory aspects of that term. I'm gonna learn something. Right? But when I um, when I did the DNA tests, my wife, if you ever spoke to my wife, she'll tell you that I cried, and mm. I didn't cry. It wasn't like what you see on YouTube, where people are like, "Yes, I'm Yoruba." And I'm this and I'm that. It was more like, wow, I've got that much white in me. Mm. It was a shock. Oh, okay, I wasn't okay. prepared for that. Right. Yeah. Now, I know that my coming from Bermuda, I come from Bermuda. So um, there was no one in Bermuda, okay, before 1609. Everyone that's in Bermuda came from other places. So in particular, most of the black people came from St. Kitts, um, mm. later on from Jamaica. So my family... Um, it's from St. Kitts and in St. Kitts just like the, the, the rest of the Caribbean you had a big influx of Portuguese people particularly from Madeira an island called Madeira okay. Okay? in Bermuda we have lots of Portuguese that are from the Azores in St. Kitts way back when we're talking about hundreds of years ago they, they came from, from Madeira so I had expected to see the African side mm -hmm from my mom mm. and my dad who who is lighter and got um you know straighter hair and stuff like that. he still got some curl it's got mm -hmm. curl <laughs> but i had expected to see portuguese mm. Mm -hmm. that's what i expected but when i saw like you know 40 percent european well it was like you know but that's a, it's a serious point because as we know i mean it, it's 2020 most people will understand and they've looked at the different DNA tests, which is quite easy to get now, it's still expensive. But most black people, no matter where you're from, even if you are from Nigeria, Ghana, places like that, will find that they actually have European ancestry in some way or fashion. It might be much less depending on where you're from, yeah. but that's just the reality that we have to deal with. And we know many of the reasons why. RJ, you, you, you're very informed yeah, yeah, of the reasons good. why that is. <laughs> But aside from that, my, my, and I'll wrap it up in a minute, my black history is that um, I, I'm a 70s baby. So I was born in the time when my parents were very much um, in, the, in the 70s. They were in their 20s, I guess. And um, so they were very much exposed to the things that were going on, the civil rights movement, things like that. So my, my, my parents, both of them were black berets which is an offshoot mm -hmm. of the Black Panthers. Yeah. Okay, so in Bermuda, yeah. we didn't have the Panthers, we had the Black Berets. Um, my mother is a, a ardent labor <laughs> supporter. When I say labor, the labor offshoot in, in Bermuda kind of mirrors what's here in the UK, um, but it's a bit more um, Afrocentric, put it that way. Mm -hmm. So in the Caribbean, you have labor. Mm. Particularly in Bahamas and Bermuda, very similar. It's much more. It's more of an Afrocentric. Jamaica tends to deviate due to Siaga and stuff. But yeah, yeah. who is Siaga for those? Edward Siaga was a former, um, I guess, what prime minister? Was, was it prime minister? Yeah, yeah we yeah, have yeah. premier in in, in, in Bermuda. So the point is, I have a strong Afrocentric upbringing. If you went to my 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 house now, mm. my mom's house is like a museum. You know, all the mask, huge library. My dad's house is not like that, but he's, he's very rutical. Okay. You know? So I'll share more about myself later on. If not, I'll be talking a lot more. Do you think, though, you see your DNA test, do you think that kind of... So you being 40% white or you having 40% European... I didn't like, say white. I said European. European, I'm sorry. 40% European. Does that kind of... Do you think that... Uh, raises questions or makes us think about what it means to be like black like what blackness is because as you're saying as well all of us most likely will have Some something like similar as well right i don't know maybe it just like <clears throat> reminds us about how how fluid these kind of like if um, i went if i well not if i if i went because as i said the, the majority of that um that little piece because the majority of the European was from what they call Western Europe, so basically England, Scotland, so on and so on, right? Mm. No, not real not Ireland and stuff like that. When I'm in those locales, because that's where we're recording from now, 
when people look at me, do they identify me as a black man or as a as a white man? Do they identify me as a person of African descent or European? So the answer is quite clear. So I think what it does is it, it, it kind of highlights to, to, to the person that's doing it the importance of um, identity, but identity founded on not just the racial stereo, the racial phenotype, but more so the ancestry, the culture, and more importantly, what people identify you as. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like the the main point. Because if I did have inheritance from from my, we're using other names right now, but if I did have inheritance from my my name, which is very much European, and if I walked back to the house up there in Hampshire and said, "Hey, I'm here now," I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna look at me like, you know, who are you? Yeah, trust, you know. So, but when I go to Africa, which I've traveled to many, many times, it's very much like, who, who are you? you? You're one of us. You were from here or you're from there. So, Welcome home. Uh, yeah. yeah. I can't wait to... Yes. So I would encourage so everyone to do it, but just be prepared See. for what you find. What Where have you been? Hmm? Where have you been? I've been to, to, to Ghana, I've been to Ethiopia, Tanzania, um, Egypt. Just mm -hmm. last year I went to Egypt. You know, yeah. I can't wait to go back. You know, man. Mm -hmm. I can't to wait go to back? go back. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what oh, sorry, not not to go. Well, I say go you, back. You, no, go back. Man. Yeah, yeah. I say go back because you know you know where okay. we're from. But um, like to to actually go to different countries in Africa. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I heard oh, yeah. people talk a lot about um, uh, they say Ghana's really nice. Mm. Yeah, um, Zimbabwe. Like they say, yeah. one one of the seven wonders of the world yeah. is in Zimbabwe. Right. What, and I was your fools or something. <clears throat> yeah. Oh no, that was beautiful. And yeah. I I was looking on the obviously pictures is nothing like the real thing. But I was looking on the internet and I was like, raw, this is actually this is actually nuts. Yeah. This is actually crazy. Yeah. Like yeah, of all the stuff that they show you in Africa, like you don't they don't show you the the, the wonders. The wonders. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, one of my friends, he's from uh, he's from Gambia, and he went he went there, and he said um. He saw was it was it one of the um was it one this is like a side though anyways but this is like um he saw one of the was it one of the prisons like that was on the slave the, the coast or yeah so oh, like when, wow. so the only thing that, that the last thing that the slaves will see is the water <clears throat> and then when the ship comes to take them and yeah, then and then then they go in but if you see the the area is it looks so cramped like it looks so mad and it was like. 50, 60 people meant to be in there, sleeping there, and yeah, that was crazy. Well, maybe, maybe numbers are even more than that. Mm, probably, mm -hmm. by the end of it. They do tours, I think, in Gambia. They do, like, the like the coastal tours. I think yeah. even in Ghana as well. I'd like to go on one day, but I don't know. It's, it's a painful experience yeah, at the same time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I would have so many unanswered questions until I do it. Yeah, like, so, so many things, do you know what I mean? Like, it would be, it would not be nice, Um, but I feel like... I feel like yeah. I get chills. Of course. Yeah. I see. Yeah. But for me, I do well. want to go though. One day. I do want to go. One day. All right. Uh, she won. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Switching it up. <laughs> Switch it up a little bit. Um, your Black History. Where do we okay, start? So, um, both of my parents are of Guyanese descent. So both of their parents are from um either Georgetown or like um, villages along the coast of Guyana, mm. uh, from what I know. Um, but both sets of parents, so no, not both sets of parents, both of my parents were born here. So I don't feel like I have much of like a, it's a shame, but I don't feel like I have much of a connection to Guyana because mm. um, both of my paternal grandparents have actually passed away now. And my maternal grandmother lives in the States and my maternal grandfather is the only sort of remaining grandparent who lives here and he doesn't like to talk about Guyana uh, for whatever reason um, that generation they like to do those kind of things yeah, yeah. and I, it mm. seems like there's a I'll lot of like trauma well. behind, behind okay. his stories yeah. but he doesn't like to divulge too much information about Guyana and he's mm. quite um, you know if I were to say I'm going the first thing he'd say is be careful um, so yeah there's there's like a it's this notion of kind of dangerousness, yeah. all of those things. And I just think to myself, like, your childhood couldn't 
have been completely just awed, awed all trauma. danger yeah, guns all, yeah. blazing 24-7 there must have been some really nice memories that you have some really nice places that you've been to and that kind of thing but I think maybe it's been tainted by like a specific experience or something mm. like that yeah. that he doesn't want to get into which is fair enough but I just feel like I don't really have much knowledge of that side of things because of it and um, yeah like, that's so now I was gonna say that's so interesting you um you say that because I feel like in some degree that's kind of how I feel about Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So the way how I was brought up, I was brought up in a very Christian home. Mm-hmm. So anything that wasn't Christian or gospel mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't welcome. So even down to reggae music, and we never played reggae music in my house. Mm-hmm. Stuff like dreadlocks. We ne- no one in my family has dreadlocks. We like. We used to look at people like that as like just rebels. yeah, just rebels or just outsiders or That's a that's a friendly word. Parries <laughs> what's that? Rebels because Rebels because in the and I'm not gonna cut you, but in the in a certain aspect of uh, generations from Jamaica, they Rasta was looked at as dirty, not rebels. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So but go ahead. Yeah, so I guess I guess I guess rebels is a lot nicer. Would be a lot nicer than rebels that. has some connotation of virtue yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah so like i i was i wasn't really exposed to um a lot of a lot of a lot of that i mean my auntie did you know a little thing she taught me about um like uh like traditional dances like uh or traditional music like with the ska and um she showed me like the the cultural dress wear and i went to like couple places but actually in the house it wasn't it wasn't like a topic that was fully entertained like that do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i only feel like now i'm at the age where i'm going back and even going back i still don't know 100 percent where to go i just know i just know robert because robert he's been banging reggae for time so he (laughs) he definitely has some more you know cultural roots you know than, than i do but you know, yeah, yeah, I, I, can, I can relate to that. It's relate to actually that. so connived because it's, it's really funny what you said. Um, so, both my parents were born here also. Uh, my grandparents, so my granddad was actually born on the ship on the way to the UK. Mm. Oh, wow. And he's never been back to St. Lucia. Oh, my mm. gosh. So, England is all he knows. My grandma, she came here when she was in secondary school, say like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. But, that um kind of i don't know like that fear or that like ignorance that a lot of the older generation I, I don't know this is my experience like my great grandma my grandma if i if i would say like oh i want to go back to jamaica up until very recently they would be like what for mm-hmm. yeah. do you get what i mean my grandma yeah. the last time she went to jamaica was in the 90s in fact both of them the last, they haven't been there in more than 30 years mm. and to be honest with you, they've never really shown any like particular like desire, desire yeah. to. And I don't like again. I'm not entirely sure why that is because it's not always something that they're willing to talk about. It's only through like stories, hearing stories from other people in the family that I've been able to kind of like piece things together. And it's only in the last six years when I've been able to discover like my like my actual Jamaican roots properly. I, the first time I went to Jamaica, I was 19. That was in 2014. Mad. Yeah. My whole life, I never went. And perhaps if I hadn't been like pushing, pushing, pushing for us to go, I don't know if I ever would have. So I, 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 I empathize with that, with that experience a lot. I don't know. And maybe it raises questions also about like trauma and what, mm. what, because there must be some kind of reason. There's a mental block. Yeah. I, I get the impression there's a mental yeah. block in place there. And I don't know, because um, he's, he's getting on a bit now as well. I don't know if I'll ever be able to penetrate that. Um, to be able to actually understand the culture. What I don't want to do, I was having this conversation with my colleague the other day, who's Pakistani, um, but she's like first generation, both her parents are born in Pakistan, mm. but she kind of was feeling the same way. She's, she was, she's very westernised when she goes back, she doesn't feel like she fits in yeah. and that kind of thing. And I was just saying to her, what I don't want to happen is for me to not have anything, any remnants of Guyana to, to share with my children. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you going to keep that alive how, what are you going to do I have, I have, what have you been doing what I've, well I've been trying to learn um, about the culture about the different kinds of people um, who are there where they've come from that kind of thing um, I plan to go um, hopefully either the, 
next year or the year after. Mm. Um, but I don't think I will be able to truly like experience the essence of the country until I've actually been there um, and seen it for myself, you know. You have to go for like a month. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'm planning. Nah, to trust. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy to have a month because like a month is optimal time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because two weeks by the yeah. second week. You, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two weeks is a whistle, like whistle week stop. Week two, you just settled in. Yeah. yeah. So you just growing the confidence to to run to the shop on your own. Yeah, you just go to the shop exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real, for real, for real, for real. Um, wait, was was that was. Have you gone for yours as well? No, no, you've got Mr. Dan. Oh, Mr. Dan. What did you finish? Oh, um, yeah. Um, so the question was my, my black history. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I mean, being last to speak and being black, there's already a lot of things that have been said that I can just resonate with through my own experiences. Um, the first thing I'll probably touch on is probably my age range because I feel like, you know, obviously that's the time that you're born as a black person doesn't have an impact. But anyway, I'm a 90s baby um, and another Jamaican in, in the room. Um, yeah, I was born in Jamaica and I spent the first 10 years of my life there. So it's not new to me. Nothing's new to me about Jamaica. I know quite a bit about Jamaica as a child, not as an adult. Um, but yeah, my own history, personal history, the one thing, I, the first thing I want to touch on is probably this idea about the older generation just being uncomfortable about talking about mm. their history you know so obviously my in terms of my ancestry um, my mother to my knowledge it, well I'm not going to say 100% black especially after what David's revealed uh, but her, her his ancestry is predominantly black whereas my father on his side um, his grandfather is white he's a white Welshman um, and so my grandparents on my grand, my dad's side my grandpa which I never got to meet they, they both they both passed away before um, I was born you say that again? because we were doing oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I want to hear that so on my mother's side in terms of my ancestry in terms of what I know now mm. um, I, um, I think my mother's obviously predominantly black mm. and on my father's side his grandfather is, is white and Welsh um, I'm not sure about that his great grandmother but his, gran- great, his grandfather is white and Welsh and so my grandparents on his side they're both actually mixed race um, and as uh, the thing that resonates is that Rob you say this knowledge didn't come into your into your life until you reach a certain age yeah I, I wasn't aware of this ancestry until I was you know already an adult mm. um, and any kind of probing like to dad up I'd always ask my dad before he passed away, where, you know, what is my grandparents mixed with? And the only thing to my own knowledge where I had to piece through, it was my uncle that I saw had a picture of his grandfather that, and I found out he was actually white. And I was like, I used to always ask my dad, what is your dad mixed with? What's your mum mixed with? Yeah. Does not want to talk about it. That's crazy. He says his father, he says his father never wanted to tell him. When he was a child and he asked his own father, dad what you mixed with never wanted to speak about it um and so i don't know what kind of impact that's had on later generations but definitely um, the older generations in the black community they have hard time speaking about their ancestry and where they're actually from um, and to further that point on my mom's side um is I've, i'm old enough now to to obviously be aware that my homeland is from africa my ancestry is from africa if I was to say this to my mother, which is probably one generation apart, she won't accept this. Like, not accept it, but she will fully embrace her Jamaican. Why, why do you think that is? What, what? Well, that's the question. Like, obviously, I don't think I'm old enough yet to completely answer that, to be, you know, but mm. um, why she won't accept it, I don't know. And I, it, it does come stem from the fact of social conditioning and, and how earlier black people have been made to obviously feel about themselves, about their history and, and whatnot. Um, obviously that plays a big part in it but for our generation we found a way to obviously accept the truth for what it is so I don't know what obviously blocked them but it definitely you know resonates with when it comes to talking about to your family anyway about the actual ancestry and, and the lack of knowledge that they actually have um, and as I said in it I, I don't know what my complete ancestry mix is all I can say is yeah I'm part Welsh or you know this apart from that you know they, they don't divulge 
um, any further. But your name could be Daniel Eichlochten. Do you know what I'm saying? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, something. You know, this could be something. Different. I can have family wells now. That's you know, obviously, you know, third, third, fourth, and seventh, eighth cousins. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, and then obviously I came to England when I was ten, and obviously. You know, both of my parents were still born in Jamaica. My dad came to England from his four. So he's always been kind of British in that sense. So that was always in my household kind of thing. And I wanted to touch on the other point that you were talking about, Jason, about um, the sort of Christian traditional household that you had and the, how that impedes accepting our history and ancestry. Again, and I'll say, you know, I came from a very conservative household as well, but not in the sense where we had ancestral masks up in our home yeah. But, you know, there, there was a kind of rejection of that um, kind of atmosphere from what I can remember in my childhood. But, you know, obviously coming to England, and I could class myself as first generation because obviously I was born in Jamaica, but obviously I'm, I know I'm going to spend most of my life here. Obviously, you know, being a black person here and being a black person in Jamaica is two different things, you know, by by way, way, way large. Yeah, when, you, when you come over here, there's definitely a spotlight on you. Yeah, uh, for yeah. colour my skin for good Bro. and bad reasons, but for a lot of reasons. But you know, when you're in Jamaica, you know there there isn't that sort of social pressure. But you just you kind you know, of first you just blend in. Bro, you just blend it. I really enjoyed that. You know, it was Bro, nice. You see, even you just see. like you know when you see adverts, yeah, like the posters, yeah. it's like black families in the posters. Yeah, bro, and everything. Mm. Like even on the adverts on TV, it's just yeah. Well, like, the thing is, I'm living it. This is my experience, you know. Like going from one situation as a black person go to another situation and all of it. And as I said. Being the last person to speak is just like everything. Okay, I can resonate with certain things. And as a community, it's valuable for us to talk about it. Yeah. To sit down and actually talk about it because we've got all these little gaps that we, we can fill in if we spoke about it as a community, as a whole. Do you think we're only starting to do that now? Oh, do yeah, you think of course. 100%. We even scratch the surface. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got a lot of um, accountability to take before, before we move on. I feel like you want to say something. No, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to say something, why? Yeah, at add, any yeah. point, please no? add, okay, man. Okay. Add, add. We're only here to add together. To no. be honest, I remember I have my own sh- my own show, so oh, oh, yeah, I yeah, can yeah, easily yeah. fill up two hours. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm just gonna leave. It's some important points, but we will keep it flowing. What do you think, uh, Mister Roots? What do you think if like about the idea of? Um, older generations may be struggling to kind of express like their experiences and that how, how do you feel almost like sandwiched in between like new and old in some ways do you think you see that as an observation do you think like it's do you think we come from a line of people who or not a line of people but do you think like our parents grandparents do you see how they might like struggle to talk about certain stories yeah of course yeah. of course because when when you said just now you said that um oh it's something that will kind of just come to terms with i said in my mind no because you have to remember that um the civil rights movement the mm. black pride movement mm. in, in in america which did reflect also in the uk although it it, it wasn't as um because UK just has less numbers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you think about, and, and when you think about how that was expressed, so for example, I listen to a lot of reggae, a lot of dub music, and we know that in the UK in the 70s, that people like Jashaka, all these, these reggae artists, as well as other artists, were um, coming out because they had this, the, the fire of the, of the Brixton riots. Mm. So this is not a new conversation. It's definitely not a new conversation. Um, and it's been made quite clear as to why the grandparents and feel that way. As, as a lot of it has to do with colonialism, yeah. neo-colonialism, yeah. Mm-hmm. and obviously the, the idea of post-traumatic slave syndrome and all those sorts yeah. of lofty things. Basically, people have been taught to hate themselves and hate mm-hmm. the the origins is not really a complicated thing. So mm-hmm. for the older people, it was a protective measure. I grew up with my uh, my aunt. <clears throat> she was from Bermuda, but she went mm-hmm. mostly. The, when you understand the history of the Caribbean, okay, and you need to understand you you 
people a bit younger than me. So when you understand the history of the Caribbean, not as the Caribbean, but as the British West Indies, mm-hmm. and you understand the trajectory of where all of the islanders, black people, how they ended up going to the States, and then how they ended up going to, to come into England. So for example, what I'm trying to say, my aunt, she also was from Bermuda. She went to the States though, okay? And this particular aunt, she had this thing from when we were quite young. She's my great aunt. She is my grandfather's sister. Mm. My grandfather is very, very dark skinned. Okay. Mm. He's straight African. Mm. He always said that he doesn't know his ancestry, but he was always told that this line, the Frederick line, they didn't have any mixing. They came straight off the boat. Now that's probably a bit of a, you know, a myth, but that's what he always said to give context. But her, being from that generation, from that line, she always preferred the light-skinned grandchildren. Like, she would say that. Well, she didn't hide it. She would say things like, you know, oh, you lot are too dark. That's why you don't do this. Or, you know. Yeah, that's that's how the old people talk. I mean, if you're from Jamaica in particular. Yeah, that's right. They still exist. Obviously, I was a child, so I was fully aware of it Mm. because I was a child. Mm. If I was an adult, you know, the awareness would be more. Yeah. You know, the impacts of that is, is, yeah. Well, we have music of Barnett. You know, Bushu talks about Brown and, you know, um, it's something that is not really, it's not hidden and is, is clear. But as this is the importance of doing things like you mentioned about, I think mom's not really having an idea of the mm. the, uh, the, the, the ancestry or yeah. wanting to deny it because you can yeah. look in the mirror and yeah. see your ancestry. Yeah. Yeah. This right. is the importance right. of doing right. things like the DNA testing because it people then can't run away base. from it. Yeah. It's like right there in, in, in your face. So... Mm. What's, my mom was sorry go on what's, what's the sister that wrote the book Renee Edo Lodge yes I mean mm-hmm. she talks about it a lot in her books and, and kind of breaks breaks it down from a more academic mm. you know more well written well spoken sort of approach yeah. you know why, that's why I'm no longer talking to white people about race when yeah. he wants to check that book out mm-hmm. oh, oh really oh, okay, yeah, yeah. highly recommend it so you I've seen that one just I've seen that one around I haven't, I haven't actually dived into it yet it's, it's good so I've wait, only read you... the preface I haven't I haven't I haven't sorry I, I don't mean to take it off topic but you're saying you will never ever talk to a white person again about race well this, so this is the thing so you see the book here mm-hmm. when she wrote <clears> it <throat> basically the book is based on a blog a blog that she did about seven <clears> years ago and the blog was like just kind of like a spur of the moment like kind of she was just expressing how she felt and she was saying like I'm done with talking to white people about race because it's kind of like a cyclical conversation that doesn't really go anywhere so she kind of said like rather I think this is so I read I remember reading the blog like like a few years back and she like the premise of it was kind of saying like why don't we as black people engage with you know, conversations <coughs> about race and like black empowerment and, and how we can better ourselves just among ourselves mm-hmm. and don't really like allow white people to kind of like figure it out for themselves because there's, if they were really interested in theory, they'd probably take out the time to actually like learn about it. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And then that blog became so popular, she kind of turned it into a series of books. But then I remember watching an interview where the the woman asked her basically the same question that you just said, like, so she was like, so what does that mean? Like, she was kind of like asking, how do you feel about the book now? And she said, like, I've changed my mind a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, like, in the moment, she was done with, Adam, with having yeah, that Adam, kind of... Yeah, con- yeah, and I've been there. I'm sure we, like, all probably yeah, have that. You know, yeah, it just feels like, like, you know what? And sometimes it's almost like... Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not about to explain to you yeah, why you I'm can't not, say not, that. Not, or yeah. why you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so, yeah. I have to go to school and learn about your history, full speed, no problem. Like, I can't, can't be honest about that, man. For real, man. There's one thing that we um, there's a oh yeah, actually before before we before we talk about that, but you, you mentioned uh, the book in it, so I just wanted to ask you guys if there's any um, was there any like books or films growing up that helped to to form your idea of your, um, I mean earlier we said like what is blackness anyways, but anyways, um, any films or any books that helped form your idea of your blackness like growing up. Or even your understanding of like black history. Or your understanding of, you know, black history in some in any sense. So I feel like I was made to watch Roots 
<laughs> you were made to oh, watch. No, did you watch? Okay, it? okay. In school, yeah. What's in school or out of school? Out of school. Oh wow! Okay, crazy. Because we watched the we watched it in school. Oh really? That's interesting. I can't imagine having yeah, seen Yeah, we watched that it in school. school. We'll get onto that after. Because yeah, yeah. as... Yeah, that impact. <laughs> <Why? laughs> I don't remember that. I couldn't actually finish it. I remember because I was couldn't. actually quite young. No, I think we, at this point I was about no, 11. We had to finish that. Yeah. And I remember because I had a friend whose like, mum was quite into, you know, making sure that her children knew about black history and had like an alternative education outside of the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she, it was kind of her kind of idea. She kind of premised or she prefaced right. it as like some kind of like get together and then when i got there i was like this is absolutely ghastly like what yeah, what yeah, am i actually seeing but i think it's at that point because obviously it's like slavery had been a term that's been thrown around on the playground and stuff mm. like that because obviously it, your children you don't really know what you're saying and you don't know what you mean and those kinds of things. I think that's the point where it was like cemented in history for me. Mm. It became like a really tangible experience that human beings from whom I'm descended yeah. went through. Right. Um, and it was like a pivotal moment in my life. Where I, I, as I say, I couldn't finish it because I was just like, this is absolutely horrendous. Like this is a scar on the history of humankind kind of thing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, when yeah. you see that, when you, when, yeah, you saw the visualisation and the dramatisation, yeah. it's just that. But now go on, sorry, sorry, go on. No, but yeah, I think, I think that's, yeah, that's yeah, the point roots, I'm trying to make. Yeah. Like, it, it was just absolutely wild. Like. I, mean, I mean, seeing it in school, um, and I, I will never re- forget it, it's so vivid mm. in my mind. Mm. Um, what year was it? Was it year eight or year nine? Yeah, yeah I wouldn't say year nine, but I feel like he's even a little bit younger, which I is even more yeah. surprising. Yeah. Yeah, but it's I, definitely yeah, before year it. 10. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It wasn't year seven, but it was definitely year eight or nine. Uh, but I vividly remember even the desk and chair I was sitting at, what side of the room I was in, uh, and watching it, obviously it goes back to the point where I was so young, obviously I can't consciously digest everything that I'm seeing, not until I grow older and grow my mind. But seeing it, it was just like, I kind of felt embarrassed, um, and I'm just speaking truthfully, I just wow. kind of felt embarrassed. Oh, bro, I know why you say I, that. I, I, I know why you say why, that. Why did you feel embarrassed? I don't know, man, it was just like, this is obviously my people, and yeah. I'm just and, like, and this is happening to us, yeah, and everyone's been, watching it right now. Yeah, like, yeah sure. bro. And I must accept, I must accept, it's part of history and quite recent history in terms of grand scheme of human beings, right? Yeah. It's quite recent history, um, and to know that, you know, you're not gonna go back that many generations to find someone from my, you know, slave, heritage that's a slave yeah. and, and and that actually went through all that. You know, I'm seeing visualized, but. Yeah, that definitely was probably the first material that I've seen that kind of reinforced what, you know, it's supposed to be considered my people went through. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. Before, I think, before I saw that, um, I think it was more about not seeing the representation of, of black people in media. Like, you see the nice advert and you always be someone of European de- descent, um, all the great movies or big movies you know all the actors obviously white normal cliche stuff yeah um and then when you see any kind of representation of, of black people again it was kind of you know from my experience being a young man it's kind of an outcast thing um and then moving into modern 21st century now it's just like obviously black people are pumping out media material out there um and all kinds of things um and it's just it's so crazy to know that this is where we've reached now as human beings um, in, the, in the modern world it's just like obviously black people have to kind of whether we like it or not prove themselves in, in that kind of sense even though I don't agree with it but it's like we're trying to find our place in western civilizations western societies um, and that, anyway that's how I feel about it um, and another film that probably resonated a lot was probably Colour Purple which, you know, what is that about I still haven't I, 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 I have not seen that no, I'm not <laughs> going to tell you <laughs> yeah I think you, again it was one of those things when you see it's like a roots thing you don't want to hear oh, about okay. it watch it just sit down and watch it and absorb what you see okay. let me ask you something yeah. if you had to send your son or daughter to school mm-hmm. would I want them to watch roots yeah that's a, I'm amazing it's a crazy question not, not until no. they're at least like 14 
Okay, so we was of that age. Yeah. And it didn't make me go off and do anything crazy, <laughs> but it definitely opened my mind. 20. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. What a contrast it is. Because it's like, okay, I'm black, and I know obviously there's certain social conditions that I'm still, we're still going through, but it's nothing comparable to that. So it's just like, hmm, I don't know. I look back and I'm grateful that we watched it, yeah. And yeah, obviously, I think, uh, with age though with time I don't, yeah, yeah but you see the thing is I, I feel like what made because we had Mr. Castle there yeah. right again it comes down it made yeah. it a little bit different yeah 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 imagine if it was a white teacher yeah yeah then it I was, feel like it was even that would be different yeah, yeah that would be, be mad <laughs> it would be but even more where was a black person there yeah, that would be mad that it just I don't know I feel like it, it wouldn't have been the same yeah but then yeah. as a history teacher I don't like I've taught slavery before and I don't know if I don't think it would have a place in my lessons it's weird like, uh, I don't think Roots would have a place in my lessons. Okay. Just because, uh, I don't know, man. It's extreme. It's, and I think we've got to take into consideration the time that it was made. Yeah, That yeah. was acceptable. And yeah. I feel like they still wanted to put that out there, showing the brutality that black people went through. Because like, I feel uncomfortable watching this Yeah, of course. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, you see, you know 12, 12, 12 Years a Slave? slave. I've seen it. That's the last slave film I watched. I've mm. seen That's it. That's the last one I watched. And seeing, like, like the whipping scene yeah, and flesh yeah. meat. Especially when there's a, the female as well, not to be sexist yeah. or anything, but when I saw the female black woman get beat, it's just an instinctual thing, just like, oh, I want to protect her or something like that. But yeah, no, nah, it, nah, it, it was It was mad. It was mad. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really buy I want to the, jump um, in on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah free man. I'm waiting for you, bro. I'm waiting. But it's, it's interesting because you watched it in, the classroom. Mm-hmm. So what? It was on DVD or something? Yeah. Yeah. If I can remember, yeah, it was definitely. Must be another DVD. Yeah. Wouldn't have been computer. on VHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, no, that, no, no. We're old enough for VHS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we had the yeah, yeah. 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 school. But the time was fourteen. And you watch yours at home with with your mom? Yeah, at a friend's house. How old were you? I was about eleven, twelve. Okay. See, because um, I'm 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 forty five. Well, I'm forty six now. So, um, I remember. I, so I was born in Bermuda. Bermuda is a British colony, but the culture and the 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 um, the climate is very much reflective of the states. So a lot of the TV and everything you're gonna get is from the states. It's not from from Britain. Okay. So there's there's in I guess in the eighties. And probably early nineties, Roots used to come on all the time. Like right. every year, they would right. play Roots. Really? Yeah. yeah. As they would play the series of Roots on TV. On TV. Yeah, casually. What? Yeah, on TV. Yeah. Like how every year they play like like Jason Bourne or Christmas film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it would generally come out um, at a certain time. I think maybe around, I don't know, I don't know, October or something like that. It will, it will come out around Black, Black, Black History Month. Black History Month, yeah. No, well, Black History is February in... in, in, in um, Bermuda? No, in the States. Oh, Black right. History is, is observed in February. It's not observed in October. Okay. So, um, the point is, though, that... So, when I saw Roots, it was probably at home watching TV. Um, no parents around anything. But I actually really like Roots. Now, obviously, later on, we found out that that Alex Haley probably used the story of Roots and obviously fictionalized a lot of his mm-hmm. relationship. It probably wasn't a biography of his family and stuff. It was more like a fictionalized yeah, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that's, that's one film. But it was very powerful because from watching Roots and growing up with the type of family structure, just being in Bermuda in general, being in, mm. in Bermuda in general... Um, was a sense of instilling pride and instilling a sense of self-identity mm. for me and for a lot of my people from my, my generation, a lot of my friends. Now, fortunately, I had the, 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 the privilege of going to an, a black school. Like I went to a black secondary school, high yeah. school, and I went to a HBCU. Okay. I mean, historically okay. black college university. Yeah. Because, like I said, my people are just very Afrocentric, and mm-hmm. um, so one of the things that at my school, so this is in school now, that they made us watch, and this is when it first came out, was Cry Freedom. 
Do you know Cry Freedom? I've heard of it. No, no. I've never heard of wow, it. Wow, cheap. <laughs> Different generation, eh? Cry yeah. Freedom. Cry is, Freedom, yeah. Cry Freedom right. is oh, about freedom. the Soweto uprising. Okay, so we watched that probably when we were maybe, um, so what, 14, 15? Okay, so okay? the same age. And they took us, my school took everyone to the theater. They booked the theater and took the whole school to watch this movie because it was about the Soweto uprising. It's very mm. popular. Um, blockbuster film. I think um, Danny Glover was in it, okay. and so on and so on. But the Soweto uprising was uh, part of South African history, where the a lot of young people started the uprising, and a lot of young people were killed in the street through through violence. So when we came out of that film, we all were peaked, peaked, but in a good way. Yeah, you yeah. know. Mm. So. After having have watched Roots, Cry Freedom, you know, you're pretty much primed to, to, to not just to do something, but to do something for yourself, you right. know, in terms of your African identity, your, your blackness and stuff like that. So the other aspect I wanted to, to, to talk about was that when you talked about watching these slave films, the reality is, and it's, it's just just reality. I think for young people growing up in Britain, because I always, when I met Siobhan earlier, I always find it very interesting when I meet black people and they're born in Britain. Mm. Like my wife, she was born in Britain and she knows that when I meet black people, I always assume that they were born outside of Britain. Even today, I've been, I've been in Britain for, you know, what, since 2007. Yeah. So that's like 13 years. Yeah, I still have that. If I meet you, I'm thinking that you are from somewhere. Yeah. And came yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's very yeah. difficult for me to yeah. even yeah. The, even this. That's even proper it, interesting. Yeah, even it's it's the children that we teach at school. Yeah. I'm thinking They're because they got all the names and everything. You know. Yeah. You know, Adam Day and this and that and so all these names. I'm thinking in my mind automatically that you were not born here. Mm-hmm. So I think that being born in Britain as a, a person of African descent has some serious disadvantages uh, to oh, it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'll finish on this. It's definitely different. Because, and in Jamaica is a bit, is you, you, you have a bit more of the advantage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I know you mean. in Bermuda, like you said, you talked about slavery and how you don't want to watch it and so on and so on, the slave movies. But these things are there for you to see on a regular basis. Yeah. So we have the, what they call the stocks. So the stocks was where mm-hmm. if you were bad, they would put you in the these um, wooden sort of handcuff type things. Oh, yeah. And you would be on the square, the town square, and people yeah. could spit at you or do whatever they, they wanted to, to do. We have an island, for example, where they used to burn the slaves, mm-hmm. you know, if, especially if you were committed, if you had um, committed any sort of um, act against your, your slave master. You know, these things are quite there so watching something like roots is not is not going to make you feel like oh, uncomfortable sort of it's going to make you feel like okay this was the reality yeah, yeah. where we were raised yeah. you know so this is again gets back to that point of the importance of visiting of of See. returning to your roots and don't just start with the like i said the british west indies caribbean no. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah because the history it means it's kind of it's kind of cliche now, but our history does not start with slavery. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, 100%. No. Yeah. I definitely know that. Definitely. And roots yeah. and those sorts of things. What's what's the other one you mentioned? Um, um, Django and Django oh, Unchained and, and, and 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. All of these things just kind of reinforce for young people that, mm-hmm. oh, your history kind of starts here and it starts with oppression and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. Do you right. know what? That's kind of that's what I feel. Yeah, that's why cultures still pump that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just always yeah, yeah, remind you, this is what you are. That, that, this that's is what, what I mean. Like, one one part of the reason why I don't like watching them is because of obviously how how graphic it is, but because of like you have every remember that time it was like every other year, every two years, there's a new a new slave film. Yeah. After a while, it was like, all right, like okay, okay, all right, because that's all they were showing, and that's all that they were showing. So yeah, so twelve years a slave. After I saw that, then they had other ones. I was like, "That's my last one, man. That's it." How about have you read the book um, by? Um, you could probably help me pronounce his name. Aladu Equano. No. Yeah. So he was a former slave that ended up writing about his experience. You also have the lady from Bermuda, 
um, Mary Prince, Prince. you know, so you kind of have to take yourself out of just a movie sort Mm -hmm. of Hollywood genres into people. Yes, the real experiences. And what it does, if you then watch the movies, um, for example, I put something up on my social media about masks. What's your social media, by the way? Plug yourself in. Living Roots (laughs) on Facebook. Living Roots. And YouTube? David Roots TV. David Roots TV. Check it out. You know that um, there is a Brazilian saint. She's a woman, and you'll see her picture. You've seen it, and she's wearing a face mask, a metal face mask. Mm -hmm. You ever seen this picture? Yes, I have. Yeah? It's not an actual image. Sorry, it's not a historical image. She she's a venerated saint. There's a legend about this former African person who was made a slave, and um, they muted her. Yeah, there's by a putting fashion this. house that actually put that on the runway. They That's put it right. on a dress. Oh, exactly. The woman wasn't wearing the mask. Okay. It was on the dress. The woman wearing the mask mm-hmm. was on the, the dress. dress. Okay. They put that down the runway. Yeah. Where was that recently? I don't think a couple of years ago. <clears throat> so yeah, quite recently. Stay, yeah, it's it's the yeah. screamer yeah, and the Oh, I mean, you've seen that even before, that, right? even seeing this material, I don't like it. Mm. If I'm being honest with you, I just don't like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's mad. And it's a it's a woman as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 a black woman. But the point is, is that yes, you don't like it, but at the same time, it's important because there's a sense of uh, of 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 ownership as to. Comings, comings up, yeah. what they say. Yeah, definitely. Meaning, man. what's owed. Yeah, that's what that's what we came. You know? Not what we came and if you compare it now with some of the, the academic stuff, like by the British guy who just went over the the slave compensation records. Olusoga, David Olusoga. Yeah, 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 you know. So if you compare it with yeah. stuff like that, then you know it becomes a bit more less dealing with the brutality, but more like okay, let's deal with that's the reality. Question. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Fifth, seventeen billion pounds. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, yeah. man. Seventeen billion yeah, pounds. That's crazy. Oh, mad team. Um, did you have? Did you have? I had one more. But yeah, I was you, no. We had. You was going to talk about Equiano and Mary Prince. Do you ask? Yeah. Oh no! Know? I was wanted, well, I wanted you to repeat the the books that you mentioned again. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm getting on Mary Prince. Obviously, it's an autobiography of Mary Prince. That's okay. that's the easy one. Her um, one's quite special because she wasn't actually allowed to read or write at the time. She kind of did it in secret, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And oh, she, lived she in the was UK one that you were well. telling me about. She came. Like, she came to England. She eventually okay. ended up coming to England, which is very very um, rare. And uh, the other one, I I will uh, say his name. I'm probably getting the name wrong, but Oladu Equino. So he was a former. He was an African that was formerly enslaved. So we're trying to use the correct terminology. He was an African that was formerly enslaved, and ended up, you know, being able to write about his story, and he talks about in in detail the conditions of his enslavement things along those lines right yeah i definitely i definitely want to check that out that sounds it's a good read too it's actually a good read it's just like you know it's not like a history book it's actually a good it's it's a good read (laughs) yeah now for real because i only just started um robert can attest to this as well i only just picked up the the habit of like of, of reading but my limit is only there's only books about that thick. What? To like, like 300 wow. pages. <laughs> Anything over three, 400 pages is like, come on, man. Come on. You're killing mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like, he gave me The Sapiens. Have you, have you seen The Sapiens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Sapiens. It's like, it's like this thick. Mm. It's like a bio. It's like 900 pages long. I mean, like, but it's so readable, Jason. Oh, did yes, you as well. Simone. You're another one. Oh, I, you know, I've given you my book. I never look back. <laughs> <laughs> Where it is to stay. Wait, which one was that? Power. Power. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> wait. Oh wait. 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 Was it? Was it? It's like a red one, and it's by like yeah. a woman. Yeah. The, the dystopian. Oh yeah. It. Was you I got it from? Yes. Uh, you, I, I, you, oh, no, no. you forgot. <laughs> you forgot. Who you got it from? Is that it so long? So if you could run me my book, that would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. Because I saw it there, I was like, he gave it. This book looks interesting, though. I, I read the, the acknowledgments. Oh, right. It looks nice, though. I want to check Shocking, it out. Jason. But um, when you two talk about Jamaica, because you said you came over at 10. I did. And yeah. you? I came over at 13. Right, because 13. you two, because I lived in Jamaica, so I went to University mm-hmm. of West Indies, right? Yeah, and I lived in Jamaica. When I went to Jamaica, just like now, but 
I, I had, I'm a Rasta mm. for people who can't see me. Yes, right? so yes. That's, I, 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 you know, that's my, yes, my, I. my part of my identity. But my point is that you too must have been uh, shielded from the appreciation and love for African your African identity and yeah, black yeah, history yeah, because in Jamaica yeah. is one of the, the, yeah. the few places yeah. in the British Caribbean that you will see clear signals of, of, yeah. of African heritage yeah. and African pride. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that 100%. Hundreds. But yeah, as a young person, you probably were shielded from the Rustaman, from the red, gold, and green yeah. flags, yeah. from yeah. the Ghanaian yeah, flags. Everything. From this and everything. Everything. Yeah. I didn't even say his name. No everything like, like i said my, my house was it was very it was it was very christian it was very um regimented so a lot of things that was even you know i brought up in a previous podcast as well um even something like going to the cinema was seen as worldly yeah, or just um yeah, on yeah, um yeah, unholy yeah, so if 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 i if i was listening to music <laughs> I remember. Um, I haven't told this. Pentecostal. This, this is mad. How so then? I don't. I think so. I don't even. Seventh day Adventists for me. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. I. I know we had. We had morning service, Sunday school, evening service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 long man. It was yeah, long, yeah, yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. so long. Sorry to cut you off though, but even back on that point, when I say to you know, like my mom, for example, if I was to say to her, the only, not the only, but the reason why you are Christian is the religion again that was forced upon. Yeah. Slavery, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 That's the reason why you're Christian today. I told I told uh, my granddad that well, not about the Christianity bit, but about um, being from Africa when he when he came over recently, <laughs> and he was not, not having it. it. <laughs> no, of course not. not, not but he heard me she out because he's he's open minded, isn't it? No, um, no, my so after a while, he sat down and I, I was explaining, you know, like obviously for for the the black people to be in, uh, obviously before you, they know about the Arawaks and the mm-hmm. the Taínos and stuff like that, and then I was saying to him like obviously during. The, the slave trade the ships came from you know the, the the west coast of Africa and then they came to the Caribbean and but he was just sitting there listening like mm mm and then after, after a while he was like oh well alright then okay <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but at first he was at first he was not trying to hear it mm. not trying to hear it at all my mum on the other hand it's like yours yeah, yeah she's not trying to hear it but they know though they, I think I, 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 I Hundred percent. I feel like they know. Yeah. I feel like they know. Because I, I, I look at her face. Because yeah. she tells me I, I've defensive, got. Man. She tells me I've got Chinese in me. Oh. Yeah. Syrian. I've got <laughs> Syrian. Every, every Jamaican has Syrian. And like, and like two upper things. Maybe I don't know. But like two other things. But I'm Chinese. Where do you get Chinese? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, nah, that's that's funny, man. That's jokes. But no, I definitely, definitely shielded. Yeah, I'd agree with that. 100%. And it, it kind of breaks my heart sometimes because when I think back about Jamaica, that's the one thing that I wish was different is that I was so much more um, uh, educated and surrounded by my culture. You know, even when I hear um, uh, or, or when I might see like other, other, other Jamaicans and how they're revered yeah. by the Jamaican community, I'm just like, oh man. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that sometimes for myself, yeah. but hey, yeah. Yeah, it's all right, it man. It's to do with identity as well, though. Right? Cause yeah. said, coming over here, you know, as a black person, your identity does shift. Sometimes I have to question yeah. myself and say, Ooh, my identity is actually not the same as other black people over here. Yeah, bro, for real. That for real. Obviously, you won't understand what I'm saying because you, you was born here, but sometimes as a black person, if you're born in a black country, go to another country that's not predominantly black. You know, you have to think about what your black identity is over here. It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Bro, my mum used to tell me, don't don't talk patois. Yeah, she, you know what I'm saying? Little things like this. Little things, like, little I'd say things, stuff like, um, me like can't, she's like, yeah, like there's, no. there's no word called yeah, like, can't, it's can't. Yeah. And, and I mean? teaching like me the that. standard English. So right. I grew up thinking right. those kids who talk patois, they talk bad. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's nuts. Be the that is so it. nuts. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, as you say, if I was to talk patois, or whatever, for example, or something like that, you know what I'm saying? And it was to draw a negative reaction, it would be kind of reinforcing that um, social impact yeah. but you know at the same time you ha- we have to hold on to it nah you know we do it's not we do we do be ashamed of um, it's the way we talk and that is just simple as that as they say yeah make them love me yeah. <laughs> 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 is it 
Yeah, we out here. Um, there's one. There's one thing I wanted to to uh, speak to you guys about. I remember <laughs> I remember talking to you about as well. And me and Siobhan has have had um, oh, discussion wait, about this. But don't like. Okay, I okay, need okay. To get in on this, All right, cool, 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 cool. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So get in on it. <laughs> We will indeed get in on it uh, in part two, but for now, we're going to chop it up there. Thanks for checking out part one, though, of episode six of the Free Bros Pod. Make sure you check us out on all the socials at Free Bros Podcast on Instagram, at Free Bros Pod on Twitter. We want to know what you think of this episode so far. Looking to hear from you in about a week's time with part two. And the streaming platforms, bro. The streaming platforms as well. You know, if you're on iTunes, yeah, like Spotify... Platforms. Uh, Deezer, Stitcher, um, all the other ones, uh, Chromecast, um, etc. etc. Et et Make et sure you're following. Uh, so as soon as episodes two ready and hot, you can get it fresh and you know what I mean, bang out of the oven. Hey. So yeah, peace. <laughs>